Welcome to Ebenezer Baptist Church on April 21st, 2013. Today's message is titled, Be Alive, How Jesus Brings Your Friendships to Life, by Pastor Ryan Cochran, and is based on scripture, John, chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. God in heaven, we give you thanks for the gift of friendship, and you have given us the great gift of calling us your friends. Lord, as we hear this word today, God, I pray that we would be encouraged to walk more closely with you in our friendship with you, and God, also to build up and invest in the friendships that you've given us here on earth. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. May the Lord be with you. Amen. You know, there are so many different aspects of our lives that God uses to build us up in Christ. So many different things that God uses in order to mature us. And when I, when I think back at my own spiritual journey, I can name so many different things that God has used in order to build me up in Christ. Of course, I think about my own personal devotional life and my time reading the Word. Um, I can think of moments at Christian retreats where I went away and experienced God in a unique and powerful way and, and came back with a renewed sense of God's presence in my life and His work in my life. Um, I can think about mission trips that I went on and, and things that I learned there about God and, and in His work. There are many different kind of pieces of this puzzle in our, our spiritual life that, that God uses in order to make us whole, to make us complete, and to mature us in Christ. I want to say that as I look back on my own life, without a doubt, one of the biggest pieces of this puzzle are my friendships. God has used friendships in my life. I am sure that most of you could say that God has used friendships in your life as a part of the way that he has matured you in Christ. Most of you know that throughout my life, I have lived in a lot of different places. I was, I was born in Virginia, a family moved to Kentucky, and then southern Michigan, and then southern California, and then southern Indiana, and I went to school at a town three hours away in southern Indiana, and then I went to school in Chicago to go to seminary, and then all the way out here to Vancouver. I've lived in a lot of different places in my life, and as I look back on my life, I know that there are always one or two one or two friendships that I look back on and see them as a part, really as at the center of my life in that place. At the center of my Christian walk with God, I remember these friendships. If I think about my time in high school, I think of Trent Tormellon, a friend that I continue to talk with once, uh, once or two or three times a month. Uh, Trent and I would, would spend uh, nights, late nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, reading the Bible together, praying together, thinking about what it means to be uh, faithful followers of Christ. I remember one night he had stayed over at my house one night, and we were up until, I don't know, 2 or 3 in the morning, and uh, we were eating breakfast the next morning. My dad came out and asked us if we had solved all of the world's problems the night before in our conversation. We just wanted to think deeply together. Uh, we wanted to love Jesus together, and we wanted to, uh, to grow in Christ together. When I think about my time uh, in university, at the University of Southern Indiana in Evansville, I can't think about that time without thinking of Andy Dorsett. 
who was my, my roommate for three years. And I think about Andy and our life together and how many times we prayed and fasted together. I, I think about how we wrestled together with some of the same temptations in our own life and helped one another overcome those together. When I think about my time in seminary in Lombard, Illinois, I can't think about that time without thinking of Andrew Sprock. Andrew is my friend who is the most like Jesus to me. Jesus was a man who, uh, Andrew was a man who lived like Christ and showed me in a lot of ways what it means to follow Christ. He was an example of, of love and graciousness and hospitality. He's a man who has challenged me in my life and my walk with God, has called me to repentance. Andrew Sprock is what I think of when I think about my time in seminary. At each and every place I have lived in my life, that place, when I think about my spiritual growth in that place, it is connected to one or two Christian friends that I had in that place. These friendships are so important to me. When I think about Jesus being at the center of my life, I think about these friends who are right there with me with Jesus. When I think about my life with Jesus, I can't really think of it without thinking of these friends who have walked with me along the way. I came to know Jesus better through them. All of them taught me something different about who Jesus is. All of them taught me something different about myself. All of them, as I said, in one way or another, called me to repent and to turn to Jesus, saw something in my heart, saw something in my life, and challenged me. An important piece of this puzzle of my spiritual life that, that God is putting together a big piece is the Christian friends that I have shared so much of my life with. I've had the privilege of having uh, a lot of different friends, friends on baseball teams, friends uh, that I've taken classes with, but none of these friends are the same as these friends that I think of, these spiritual friends, uh, these other men that I call my very heart. Paul, in his letter to Philemon, calls Onesimus, that runaway slave who Paul had developed this relationship with, he calls Onesimus, my very heart. These are those friendships that I think back on, and I see that these are men who are my very heart. Friends who not only shared some common interests, baseball or sports or whatever, but who shared a common passion and love for Christ and we walk side by side together in walking toward him. I'm grateful to God for these friendships and grateful that he brought them into my life. Today I want to talk about friendship. We're in this sermon series called Be Alive. And throughout this series we are thinking about how our participation in the life and resurrection of Jesus, when we experienced baptism, we were put under the water to show that we have participated in the death of Christ. And we were raised out of the water to show that we are now participating in the resurrection of Christ. And that in each area of our life, we want to experience the life and joy and love of Christ. We're going to be talking about this in the areas of our jobs, and our homes, in our neighborhoods. And today we're going to be talking about how we are called to experience how we are able to experience the resurrection in our friendships. As I said uh, the last couple weeks, we're going to have the same four points in every sermon. Four points that show us how we can experience the resurrection of Christ in these different areas of our life. 
The first point is going to be that if we're going to experience the resurrection, then in some way we must die. We must die to the world. Last week we talked about dying to our jobs as a place where we find meaning and significance in our life. The second point is that we are going to we need to be a people who are open to God. A people who are open to God. Third, a people of joy. We need to be a people of joy. And fourth, a people of mission. And so what I want to do today in our sermon is this. I want to walk through all four of these points that we've been focusing on during these, uh, this week in this sermon series and how they relate to Jesus' friendship with us. In John 15, Jesus talks about his friendship with us. And in John 15, we see these four points come out as he talks about his friendship with his disciples. Jesus himself is one who has died in order to be our friend. Jesus is one who invites us to be open to God. Jesus is the one who gives us joy. And Jesus is the one who sends us on mission. So I want to talk about our friendship with Jesus and how it relates to these four points that we're talking about over the course of these few weeks. And the second thing, then, is I want to show how Jesus' friendship with, with us teaches us how to be friends with one another. His friendship with us is the model of our friendships with one another. He even says so. He says, love each other as I have loved you. So Jesus' friendship with us is a model for our friendships with one another. And not only that, it is the source of our relationship with one another. It's the place of, of power and encouragement and love. Jesus is the model and the source of our relationships with each other, our friendships with each other. So in John chapter 15, in our scripture readings today, we hear Jesus talking about his purpose in our lives to be our friends. He wants to be our friends. I love this passage of scripture. John chapter 15 is is probably my wife's favorite chapter of scripture, and she, over the years, has encouraged me to love it as much as her. John chapter 15 is the teaching that comes when Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. It's the night that he is going to be betrayed. He has just washed his disciples' feet, and now he goes and and gives them a long, extended uh, teaching on how they are called to live their life when he is going to be gone from them, that his physical presence is going to be gone from them. And so he's instructing them about how they are to live without his physical presence there. And throughout this teaching in the upper room, he talks to them about the work of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor who is going to come to them. He talks to them about staying connected to him by knowing and abiding in his word. And here in these few verses that we read today, we hear that Jesus talks about his ongoing friendship with his disciples, his friendship with us. Jesus tells us in this passage that the relationship that he wants to have with us is not a relationship between servant and master. The relationship that he wants to have with us is a relationship of friendship. And Jesus tells us in this passage what this friendship is all about. His friendship with us is about how he died to make us his friends. His friendship is about inviting us to know God and to be open to God. His friendship with us is what makes us a people of joy. And his friendship with us is about being a people 
of mission. Point number one. If we're going to be a people who experience the power of the resurrection in our friendships, then we're going to be a people who have died. And Jesus shows us this in his friendship with us. Jesus said that friendship is about sacrifice. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. We see Jesus' friendship toward us the most in his willingness to die for us. There is no greater love that we have ever seen, no greater love than we can ever experience than Jesus' willingness to die for us so that we could be his friends. The cross of Christ is the greatest act of love that the world has ever known, and Jesus calls it an act of friendship. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. We have another picture of this sacrificial kind of friendship in the Bible, in the story of Jonathan and David. One of the greatest stories of friendship in the Bible is the story of David and Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of the first king of Israel, King Saul. He was the oldest son of Saul, the favorite son of Saul. In the world's eyes, Jonathan was born to be the king. He was the next one in line to be the king after Saul. Jonathan was, in the world's eyes, the rightful heir to the throne of Israel. But the story of Jonathan and David is a beautiful story of friendship because in this story, Jonathan knows that David is the one who has been anointed by God to be king. And because of his friendship and love for David, Jonathan willingly puts himself in second place behind David over and over again in their relationship. Even though the throne of Israel belonged to Jonathan by right, he willingly, without protest, put himself in second place behind David. Jonathan set aside his rights to be king and became a servant to David and helped David along the way become king. Jonathan's act of friendship toward David is, is a foreshadowing, a picture of the friendship of Jesus toward us. Jesus himself, like Jonathan, set aside his kingship, humbled himself and became a servant, put himself in second place behind us. This is friendship. Jonathan toward David. Jesus toward us. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. At the heart of the good news of Christ, at the heart of our salvation, is Jesus' desire to be our friend. And he sacrificed everything to be our friend. Friendship is about sacrificing yourself for another. It's about sacrificing yourself for another. Jesus says to us, as I have loved you, as I've shown you this example of what it means to be a friend, so also you ought to love one another. If we are going to experience true, deep friendships with others, then we have to die for others as Jesus died for us. We have to be willing to die for our friends. This means putting ourselves in second place to them. It means becoming a servant to them. We have to die to the idea that this friendship is for me. 
I think we've all been in friendships like that, haven't we? Friendships that are draining to us because the other person is always only ever taking, taking, taking. And we've also been the person who has been in relationships who take and take and take. This is not friendship. A true friendship is a friendship where we commit to sacrifice for the other. This friendship is not for me. It is for you. My life for your life, David, said Jonathan. My life for your life, Jesus says to us. And so we, as we follow that example, we say, my life for your life. My good for your good. Of course, in true friendship, the other person's doing the same thing, right? And so we receive their love and their sacrifice for us as well. But we must enter into those relationships not wondering, what is this relationship going to do for me? What am I going to get out of it? If you do that, you will kill the relationship from the beginning. Friendship is about sacrifice. It's about dying for the other. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. We experience true friendship when we're willing to sacrifice our good for the sake of the other. If we aren't willing to do that, if we think that that cost is too high for our friends, then we'll never experience true, deep friendship. Friendship comes at a high cost. Jesus showed us that as he calls us Jesus showed us that in his own life as he sacrificed himself for us. And he calls us to enter into our relationships of friendship in the same way. The second thing, the second point in these sermons is that if we're going to experience the power of the resurrection in our lives, then we need to be a people who are open to God. The scriptures tell us that through the resurrection, our spirits have been made alive to God. It is possible because of the resurrection that our hearts and our minds would be open to God, that we would be able to know God in our day-to-day lives, ready to hear from God, ready to receive from him what he has for us. Christian friendship is a friendship where both people are open to God, where God is the reason and the purpose for that friendship. This is what Jesus says about his friendship with us. Jesus says that his friendship with us is because of this shared relationship that we have with God, our Heavenly Father. Look at John 15, verse 15. Jesus says, I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have now made known to you. Jesus says to his disciples, look, you call me master, you call me rabbi, you call me teacher, and I am all of those things, but in the end, I want you to be my friend. And so I am going to teach you everything that I know about my heavenly father so that you can join with me and be open to God in that relationship with him. Jesus says that the reason that he is friends with his disciples, the proof of his friendship toward them, is not that they had a lot of good times together. His proof of their friendship with him is that they have a shared relationship with the Heavenly Father. A shared relationship with the Heavenly Father. Christian friendship, the best friendships, are friendships where there is a shared relationship 
with God. As I said, as I was telling you my stories, when I think about my spiritual life and my spiritual growth, I remember my friends there in that relationship. So I remember about my growth in the spiritual journey. I see Trent and, and Andy and Andrew. I see them there walking with me with Christ. In Christian friendships, there is an openness to God and what God wants to do with you together in that friendship. There's a sense in friendship where we are both standing side by side, moving together toward Christ. In Christian friendship, we realize we are not alone. We are moving together toward God. I had a great experience almost exactly a year ago where I had this picture of friendship. Uh, about a year ago, I ran in the Vancouver Half Marathon, and I was planning to run that marathon all by myself. I didn't have anybody that I trained with or anything. I was just going to go and run all by myself. But as we were at the start line, and there are thousands of people there at the start, start line, I hear somebody say, hey, Ryan. And I turn around, and there's Paul Keniston there at the starting line, ready to run that race as well. He was there to run it by himself, and so we talked together and said, well, let's run it together. And we ran that race together, and I am convinced that I would not have finished as well as I did if Paul would not have been running right next to me. There were times when I was slow and my legs were weak, but because in those moments Paul was strong, he kind of pulled me along. And Paul says, I did the same for him. We were able to push through those times of pain and suffering and endure to the end. Friendship in the Christian life. This is, for me, a picture of friendship in the Christian life. Two people standing side by side together, moving towards God. When I think about these friendships in my past, I know that I would not be as close to God now if it wasn't for those friendships. These friendships brought me closer to God. In these friendships, they taught me what it, was, what it was like to be about the master's business. And I hope that in some way that I taught them what it was to be about the master's business. True Christian friendship is a friendship with people who are moving together toward God. People who are open to God. People who are learning from one another the master's business. So in your friendships, to be open to God, you should pray together. This is one of the ways that we express our openness to God is through prayer. And so in your friendships, pray together. When you pray together, you begin to learn the heart of that other person. You begin to learn how that person is open to God, perhaps in ways that you are not. You begin to learn how that person experiences and knows God. And their openness and experience with God through their words toward God will open your eyes to new things about God. In your friendships, be open to God together. Pray together as friends. The third point of our sermons is that if we're going to experience the power of resurrection, then we will be a people of joy. A people of joy. Jesus says that if we remain connected to him in this friendship, then we will be a people of joy. I'm going to read verses 9 through 11. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. 
If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Our friendship with Jesus brings joy. It's in this friendship with Jesus that we experience that God is love. Our joy, Jesus says, is made complete when we experience the love of God through our relationship, through our friendship with Jesus. Over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about joy as being an experience of contentment in spite of the circumstances around us. Joy is very closely connected to happiness, but it is not the same thing as happiness. Joy is this uh, is deeper than happiness in that it is, not, it is not dependent on the circumstances around us, the good and the bad and the ups and the downs. When we experience friendship with Jesus, we can be people of joy. People who, have, who of course, go through trials and difficulties, ups and downs in our life, people who experience pain in all kinds of ways. But in our friendship with Christ, we can be a people of joy. We can be a people who know that that relationship with Christ is the only relationship that really matters. Our relationship with Jesus is not moved because of the circumstances, the suffering around us. The relationship, in fact, goes deeper because of those sufferings and those trials. And this joy is the same kind of joy that we experience in our friendships with others, isn't it? When we go through sufferings and trials and we have a friend that is standing right there with us, does that friendship not go deeper in those times? Isn't it those times when we experience real joy in our friendships because that person is there with us in our trial? The fourth point, if we're going to experience the power of the resurrection in our friendships, is that our friendships themselves will be about mission. They will be about something beyond itself. The last thing that Jesus says about his friendships with the disciples is that their friendship goes outside of itself. The friendship goes beyond the friendship. He says to them, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Jesus says, I chose you as my friend. I was willing to die for you so that you could become my friend. In my friendship with you together, I had invited you into a relationship with God the Father. And I did this for the purpose that you would go and bear fruit. So you would join with me in my mission in the world. I did this so that we could be together going about God's business, our Heavenly Father's business. Our friendship with Jesus is a part of joining with him in what he is doing in the world. Our friendships with one another are closely tied to this idea of mission. Our friendships have to have a purpose beyond themselves. Have any of you seen the HBO series Band of Brothers? Band of Brothers? Really only that few. You need to watch this HBO series. It's a 10-part series, and it's about the U.S. Army 101st Airborne Division in World War II. 
This is one of the most remarkable groups uh, uh, of uh, divisions of troops in the history of war. The 101st Airborne played a crucial role during D-Day when they were dropped behind enemy lines. Uh, they were then moved to the Netherlands and they were central in the part of liberating the Netherlands. Uh, they were at the Battle of the Bulge. They were also a part of the occupation of Berlin at the end of the war. This amazing group of men who uh, were at the key points uh, of World War II in Europe. And Band of Brothers, this HBO series, is about following this division, the 101st Airborne. And one of the most important, uh, most significant parts of this series for me was after each of the episodes, they had interviewed some of the men uh, who were in the 101st Airborne who were still alive at the making of Band of Brothers. And over and over again, you hear them talking about their bonds and the friendships that they had with one another. They talked about how the friendships that they had during that war are friendships that they never had experienced before and never again have been able to experience after. These grown men, decades and decades after that experience, are talking about the intimacy and love that they shared with their band of brothers. And what was it that brought them together? It was the war. It was the battle. It was the common mission that they had. In those battles, they were completely dependent on one another. They relied on each other. They had to trust one another. Their friendship was formed and shaped by the mission itself. If it wasn't for the mission, they likely wouldn't have been friends at all. Most of them kind of really didn't like each other at the beginning, but by the end were brought together because of mission. Because of the mission, they couldn't have been closer. This is a picture of true Christian friendship. True Christian friendship understands that we have been brought together by God, not simply to be friends, not simply to enjoy one another's company, although that is absolutely part of it, that we are brought together as friends to share in the mission that God has for us. When I think back on my friendships, these friendships that I shared with you earlier, it is because of our shared commitment and passion to serve God, our willingness to walk with one another as we fasted with one another, as we fought against temptation, as we did service to others. It was those experiences of doing mission together that brought us closer together. If our friendships are only about themselves, If the friendship has no common goal beyond itself, it will shrivel up and die. The image of friendship that we should have is this image of two people standing together, side by side, moving toward a common goal. If we're going to experience the power of the resurrection in our friendships, we need to be a people who have died who recognizes, recognize, enter into our relationships, our friendships, recognizing that this friendship isn't for me. It's not all about what I can get out of this friendship. It's for me to sacrifice myself for the other. It's for me to practice being like Jesus in this relationship with this other person. In our friendships, we need to be a people who are open to God. These friendships have a purpose beyond themselves, to pray together so that we can learn more about who God is and how we can be open to him in our lives. A people of joy will be a people of mission, recognizing that our friendship goes beyond itself, 
has a purpose beyond itself. When our friendships with one another share these characteristics, share this willingness to be to sacrifice ourselves with one another, share this have this characteristic of being open to God, of being a place where we enjoy God together, where we are people of joy together, and when we have a shared mission together, our friendships can be one of those big pieces of the puzzle to mature us and to grow us up in Christ. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for the gift of our friends. God, as we look around at our life, as we think back at our life's history, as we think about our life now, Lord, there are people in our lives who have impacted us in positive ways, have moved us, have walked with us in our journey toward you. So God, we give you thanks for those. Lord, I pray for all of us today who are here who who maybe are frustrated because we don't feel like we have one of these friends anymore. Uh, we feel as if our life is missing this peace. God, I pray for us. I pray, Lord, that we would find others who have a common passion for you, a common vision of what it means to follow you in our lives. God, that you would bring us together and make us willing to sacrifice ourselves for one another so that we can share in this kind of relationship, so that we can grow together with one another. God, we know that there are many of us here today who are struggling with that. And so, God, we pray that you would bring people into our lives to be these kinds of friends, Lord, so that we can grow into maturity. And God, above all of those things, we want to pray and thank you for your friendship with us. Lord, we thank you that you showed us what it means to be a friend by going to the cross for us. Lord, we pray that you would enable us by your spirit to love others as you have loved us. We ask these things in Christ's name.